This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there and thank you for downloading the Property Today podcast from the 22nd of August. On the programme today, I was joined by none other than the wolf of real estate, Mohanad Alwadir. He took all your questions varying from where you should buy and whether or not you can know the service charge on your property before you buy it. We also discussed the latest property news, including that crazy proposal for a ring around the Burj Khalifa that was suggested by architects over the weekend. And we were also also joined by eminent guest Kifa Spaten from Provis Aldar to discuss owners' committees and how residents can club together to influence what goes on in their buildings. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there. Yes, you are listening to our special segment. It is Property Today on the Agenda. And keeping me company in the studio, as always, is the very fabulous wolf of real estate, Mohaned Alwadir. Hiya, how are you? Good morning, Georgia. How Hello. are you doing? Uh, very well indeed. Good weekend. Busy, busy, but lovely to, uh, to be back on the air. Uh, and, and discussing all these fascinating stories that have broken yes. just over the last few days in the uh, in the property sector. Uh, I'll give I'll just explain to everyone listening how we're going to structure the next hour for property today. Because uh, first of all, we discuss all the property headlines. Uh, then we have a special guest in the studio who we like to keep secret until until the moment comes. <laughs> uh, but we have a fantastic expert in the studio to give us lots of insights, uh, namely on two top stories. One, which was an interesting suggestion that's been made for uh, a possible architectural development, shall we say, around the Burj Khalifa. Uh, The second one is all about owners associations and how you as residents can get together to to be engaged and involved in the management of your building. And then we're also going to get Mohaned, as always, to answer lots of questions for you. What are you going to be doing on your advice slot today, Mohaned? I'm going to be talking about a very important topic, which is the financial factors that anybody who wants to buy a property to live in or as an investment uh, must take into consideration. And most people only focus on the price, Georgia. But today we're going to be discussing other financial aspects, which are before, during and even after buying a property. Really, really important because, of course, if you ever want to make a profit out of your property, then all of these things need to be considered. Of course. (laughs) Absolutely. Right. So we will be discussing that. So that gives you a sense of our framework. But Mohanad is also here to answer your questions. It's very much an interactive program. Uh, So if you want to get in touch with any questions, either for Mohanad or for our special guest, uh, then uh, you can text us 4001. Or if you want to message us completely for free, uh, you can call us or WhatsApp on the same number, which is 048. Seven one double five double zero. Right, I will look forward to your questions because we had so many last week, we didn't manage to get them all in. So, so get them in soon and we will time things accordingly so that we can get through them all. Uh, okay, so plenty of news stories coming out uh, from the uh, from the ARN News Centre and also from the other news organisations here in the UAE. Uh, there have been new figures about Dubai real estate. Uh, as you'd expect, the prime real estate sector does continue to sustain its growth. Uh, um, latest report out of Lux Habit Sotheby's says that sales volume surged by 23%. My goodness me. And we had property sale transactions worth over 21 billion. That's just in Q2. So just in the last six months, Mohanad. Is that 
what you expected? Um, actually, to be honest with you, I'm not surprised. Dubai continues to uh, wow the whole world and attract uh, investors from all over uh, the world to the city of happiness, the city of uh, uh, safety, amazing uh, lifestyle. Uh, all the efforts that are being uh, put from the policy setters to attract foreign investors are actually um, uh, giving very good results. Yeah. Um, uh, the golden visa, I know we're going to be talking about that a little bit today as well. The golden visa initiative has uh, helped in attracting uh, uh, big investors with bigger tickets um, uh, if you want uh, interests in real estate. And that's why you're seeing more interest in the higher end properties because golden visa um, uh, holders are more skewed towards the bigger properties that yes. are um, higher in value. So, um, and and a lot of the listeners will be asking, will this continue? This is the question that we need to answer. Yeah, when is um, it going to dip slightly so I can buy <laughs> a lot? It or, needs to dip or maybe, quite a lot. Or maybe you should just buy because it's going to continue uh, its pace of growth. Uh, I think uh, the answer is, uh, I, I, I'm very optimistic about the future of because course. we are all seeing all the efforts done by the government, the urban plan for 2040, the 50-year uh, growth plan for the, for the whole UAE. Um, but uh, the uh, IMF, International Monetary Fund, the Central Bank, a lot of the big banks and organizations locally, regionally, globally are uh, uh, predicting uh, very good growth for the economy and the GDP of the UAE. So for the next few years to come. Mm -hmm. So uh, as long as the GDP is doing well and diversified and it's growing in a healthy manner, real estate will continue to grow as well. So that is good news. And of course, there is still space in the market. Uh, in fact, I was speaking to Richard Dean on the Business Breakfast program earlier, uh, and he mentioned that uh, Emirates NBD Asset Management had suggested that some of the uh, the developments that they manage, uh, Remran and Silicon Oasis, for example, they are still uh, now still getting lower rents than they did in 2017, which was really interesting because they, that's in the much sort of lower end of the market. Yes. So that gives you a sense that if you maybe aren't one of these big prime buyers with you know, millions of dirhams, that there are still opportunities for you as well in the market. Oh, yes, definitely. The Dubai property market has options for all levels of income. If you have properties starting from as low as uh, maybe 400,000 dirhams up to the hundreds of millions. So it caters for all budgets, all uh, lifestyles, and there is room for um, anybody who wants to buy for investment or to, you know, stop renting and own their own home. There are options and there are a lot of opportunities still available in the market. So just to give you a sense, a personal sense of yes. just how uh, busy the market feels at the moment and how exciting the market feels from the outside. My brother, who has just finished an MA in business and property, mm -hmm. has he's been trying to get a job in the UK in, in property and hasn't managed to. And this week he got a job in property here Amazing. in the UAE. <laughs> and so he's just one of many people, I imagine, who who've spotted that there is a market here. They spotted the opportunities. And he is one of the people who's going to be moving out here in October. Uh, uh, good for him and very good timing to join the industry. That's good. <laughs> Good. I'm glad to hear that because he needs to get a job and he needs to work hard. <laughs> so that's good news. Um, okay, yes. So we mentioned there the, the chat about our golden visas and, and property opportunities, um, property investments. Of course, those visas are going to be changing in September. It is going to be easier to yeah. get a golden visa because, uh, I mean, I, we've talked about this before, but the threshold has come down. Yes, it's, it went down from 10 million dirhams to only 2 million dirhams. And it's now available for properties that are off plan and ready properties and in some aspects even for mortgage properties for the same value. So it's great news for anybody who wants to 
come and settle down in this beautiful city. It is. It is good news uh, in that perspective. And we will, of course, be covering that story. Uh, I think it, they, they come into play on the 4th of September. So we'll get lots of people on the program sure. ahead of that date to sort of discuss the different ways in which that will impact you. Um, now, I'm going to skip the next story because I'm going to save it for another minute. Uh, but I want to talk about the ways in which real estate agents seem to all of a sudden, thanks to reality TV shows, becoming the new rock stars. <laughs> now, Mahanid, I had to raise this with you because let's be honest, you were the you you broke the ground here. Yes, you you I, were the first celebrity. I'm I'm I've been honored to present the only Arabic reality real estate show in the region, uh, not just in Dubai, for the last eight years, a weekly show. And it's, uh, look, everybody loves real estate shows. Uh, if, if you switch on to your uh, paid uh, TV channels yep. or any channel, if you see a real estate show, you will not change the channel. You just look at it. People love to see how uh, realtors actually find the right property and the journey and how do you select it. Uh, the, the show we've done here in, in the UAE uh, or coming from Dubai is really uh, unique because we also host a lot of celebrities. I help them settle down uh, whether they want to buy, rent, if they want to start a business. So they're looking for a shop or an office or a warehouse. So it caters for all, again, uh, categories. And it's interesting to see how celebrities choose. Yeah. Uh, the show has been evolving over the last eight years, and I'm so happy that I'm, I'm part of it. But I think the story you have is is that now globally, this is growing even more and more as a trend. Well, that is exactly it. And what's so interesting is that here in the UAE, it, it was established, like you said, with you as, as the presenter eight years ago. Since then, uh, we've all seen Selling Sunset, which is the sort of yes. very glamorous one out of the United States with lots of women with you know, quite dramatic looks, yeah. shall we say. More, more drama than real estate, I would say. <laughs> yeah, I'd say there's a lot more drama <laughs> yes. than real estate. And also, I wonder how much those are really, uh, I think they might be a little bit scripted. Whereas I think yeah. with you, you're actually helping people buy I, property. I, I call it made up, uh, re, uh, made up reality. It is made up reality. <laughs> it's, not, it's not real reality, but yeah. still, it has a, a lot of viewership. Yeah. Um, I'm, I was so happy that we actually launched a very unique version of it in, in the uh, UAE and it's in Arabic. Yeah. Um, and it's been going very strong. We have been going for eight years now and it's doing very, very well. It's amazing. I will say for the English speakers there who can't sadly understand uh, Mahanid's programme, there is another British one called the Dubai Hustle, yes. which is being hosted here. I have actually met a couple of the young agents. They're really young and fresh and excited and and and, and desperate to achieve. Your brother should be on the show. I thought that. <laughs> I thought he might work on the show. He's actually joining a different company because ah, okay. these guys are house and a house. Yes. But they are a British property agency and so it is really interesting to see how those young lads and I met them just before the program started and they're probably now celebrities yeah good uh, for them yeah good for them it's good for them to do it. and of course it's been great for you Mohanad and great for us because it means that we get you know good practical property advice from someone who knows how to say it <laughs> which makes such a difference uh, okay uh, the other big story that I'm desperate to talk about because it's what people were chatting about I went to a brunch on Saturday and you know we were chatting about this subject yeah it's been very interesting everybody has been talking about this uh, new interesting you know uh, news that surprisingly spread through social media it did uh, indeed and it is the giant ring that surrounds the Burj Khalifa. Certain architects have suggested that this giant ring could be constructed. It's 550 metres above ground. If you've seen the pictures, it is a stunning new design, but quite distracting, in my view, from the view of the Burj Khalifa. We have a special guest who's going to be joining us in just a minute to talk about that. Uh, Mahana, do you want to uh, to give a sort of sneak peek of who that guest will be? I'm not going to mention the name. I'm just going to say I'm a big fan of her. She's, (laughs) she's, She's a brilliant architect. She's worked with literally every 
every big master developer in the UAE, uh, including uh, Dubai Properties, uh, our sponsor uh, with Miras. Uh, she worked also with Adar in Abu Dhabi, with Barari, with Damak. She's a city planner, a master planner. She's a super uh, real estate expert. And currently she's a, um, a subject matter expert, a real estate expert with PwC. Um, so I'm very excited to introduce her. I am as well. <laughs> well, I'm very excited to hear about what she thinks about this ring and also about our other hot topic today, which is owners associations. We'll have more on that in just a minute. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. And we are back. Yes, you are listening to our special segment, Property Today on the Agenda. Keeping me company in the studio is, of course, the fabulous Wolf of Real Estate, Mohamed Awadir. Thank you for staying with me. Thank you, George. It's my pleasure. <laughs> you can't get I out. I love the energy in this room. It's amazing. <laughs> We're having so much fun because over the next few minutes, we are going to be discussing a particular couple of hot topics, uh, namely that extraordinary uh, ring that, uh, that certain architects have suggested ought to be built around the Burj Khalifa. Uh, but also the role that residents can have in the management of their building. Uh, so plenty to talk about. And to join us, we are, uh, to help us, we are joined by a very special guest, which I'm going to let Mohanad introduce because let's be honest, Mohanad, you arranged this interview, so you get to do the introduction. <laughs> I, I'll leave the name announcement for you at the end. Okay. So, so she's, as I mentioned before the break, she's um, an architect um, academically. She's been part of the region for a very long time. She has uh, left her mark on a lot of master developments uh, with Dubai Properties, with uh, Adar in terms of community management, uh, with Al-Barari, with Damak. And currently she's working with PwC as a real estate subject matter expert. Uh, she has a wealth of uh, knowledge and real estate, uh, a lot of uh, academic and practical experience. And we've been friends for over 15 years now. Wow. Uh, she's uh, also an athlete, um, very, uh, you know, uh, very active when it comes to social life. Uh, she's an amazing human being and a brilliant real estate expert. Okay, and she is... Oh, wow. <laughs> I'm getting so good at these sound effects, I can't tell you. Uh, Kiefer Spaitan, thank you so much for joining us in the, in the studio. Thank you so much, Georgia, and thank you, Mohanad, for a very kind introduction. I'm, I'm happy to be here, and I'm happy to do my knowledge transfer and answer all of your questions, and I can feel the energy as well. I'm already getting excited. Oh, it is amazing to have you both in the studio because, it, it you know, it does mean that we get the proper... I suppose, we, you know, we've gone right to the top. Again, like we liked you on the agenda. We've got proper real estate experts giving proper solid advice based on facts. And it is great to have you here. And I want to draw first on your expertise as an architect, yes. as Mohanad mentioned, uh, because there is this extraordinary picture doing the rounds, which is of this huge ring going around the Burj Khalifa at 550 metres up. Uh, at the moment, it's just an idea, isn't it, Mohanad? It is an idea, yes. yes. It's an attempt from an architecture firm um, which I think most architects aspire to. They love to come up with amazing, innovative ideas. Um, so so I, I would actually would like Kifah to, to comment on this and then I'll give you my feedback about it. Okay, yeah, fantastic. So what do you think? I mean, as an architect, what do you think of this? I mean, 
personally, I think it looks awful. <laughs> <laughs> now, living in Dubai for long, I witnessed how the architecture really getting uh, enriching the city, starting with, uh, let's say, the infrastructure building, the, the, um, the running tracks, the cycling track, up to this iconic buildings like Burj Khalifa, the frame, uh, Museum of the Future. Now, maybe it's a very, like... Um, ambitious um, like ideas for any architect to build another piece of art in Dubai and converting Dubai into a larger museum. It's a nice idea. Um, it, it can be um, done maybe somewhere else. But as I agree with you, it might distract the beautiful skyline of Dubai. If you look to the skyline, you can see the Burj from different sides all around uh, the city. Whether you go north, south, east, west, you can distinguish Dubai by even, uh, either saying the frame or the Burj. Having this a huge structure, from my point of view, it's going to a little bit be harsh of the architecture and that organic, beautiful skyline. However, talking about how beautiful this um, piece of art might be, we don't want to forget about the efficiency of the building. How this building will be serviced is there is an energy saving initiative will be considered because that definitely will impact into the infrastructure, the power requirements, uh, the buyer's appetite to come and buy there. If there is will be a cultural event, how it will be logistically managed, operated. So it's not only the design aspects, it's the post-design, the post-construction, the operational part of that beautiful piece of art, if it will go ahead. I'm so happy, uh, Kifah, you mentioned this because today we're going to be talking about annual service charges uh, and I'm going to be talking towards the end about the net returns for investors or homeowners. And what you just mentioned is um, spot on because I've worked with a lot of architects and most of them focus on beautiful designs and when they want to discuss Efficiency, they usually consider it from a value engineering point of view when it comes to space, Correct. efficiency of mm -hmm. space only. Uh, so most of the architects, when they design buildings, they will tell you, I'm making the building efficient so you have more usable areas to rent or sell. But very few of them, and I've been working with architects for over two decades, focus on the post-efficiency or post-handover, which is the operational phase, which is extremely important for landlords, important for uh, end users, Uh, important for tenants. So it's it's something that when we, and this is a message to all architects, um, uh, the design, the ring is fascinating, very yeah. interesting. I personally as well think it's going to disturb, you know, the, the beautiful skyline of Dubai, exactly what Kifah said. Mm. Uh, but I would like architects, I hope they're listening, whenever they propose any new ideas to show us how it's going to impact the city and how it's going to fit with the overall plan, the urban plan of Dubai 2040. Um, in terms, and it has amazing objectives to make Dubai a better city, a greener city, a more efficient city. I can't tell you how much, um, how many messages are coming through already on, on the WhatsApp. <laughs> and Lisa here says, uh, my friends who are architects say at the moment their jobs involve a lot of civil engineering components to their job versus the artistic side. She actually feels that actually architects are getting it right and maybe are having to engage with civil engineering and things like the, the after costs rather than just how good it looks. And this is how it should be, right? Yes, correct. Because the word that Mohanad mentioned, value engineering, from my perspective, is dangerous because the first thing that designers will look into, okay, we can make the common areas less and the sellable area is high. But this has lots of impact about the experience you are providing to that building or community, the amenities, the swimming pools, the gym, the kids' playground. These are, are important and it has to take a portion from the design to protect the investment of the buyers. And honestly, now buyers are becoming very well educated. If you want to buy a property in Dubai, and I'm sure Mohanad will agree with me, you look into the design, 
the space, it's important. But you look into the amenities. Do I have a swimming pool? Do I have a gym? Do I have a multi-purpose hall? How much service charges I will pay? Because that will impact the investment of the owner if this owner wants to lease it. Yeah, exactly. Because, yeah. I always say people don't buy properties. They buy the lifestyle. And the lifestyle comes to life through these amenities. But it's very important also to think about the impact financially. When you have a lot of these amenities and facilities or very exciting iconic structures, you need to think of the cost of maintaining them. Right. Up next, we are going to discuss the different ways in which you as a homeowner or as a resident in one of these buildings can have an impact on the way those service charges come in and on the different ways in which uh, buildings can be managed. Uh, They are called owners associations. uh, And Kiefer is wonderfully a a, a professional on those, an expert on those, as is, of course, Mahanad. Again, if you've got any questions, this is a good time to ask them, particularly on that topic of owners associations. Uh, Get in touch uh, and our producing team are waiting in the control room to uh, get in touch with so get in touch with them. This is Property Today on the agenda with Morass and Dubai Properties for the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai. Choose Morass and Dubai Properties. Hello there, welcome back. Yes, you are listening to our special segment, Property Today on the Agenda. Keeping me company in the studio is the fabulous wolf of real estate, Mahaned Al-Wadia. Hello, Mahaned. Hi, Georgia, again. Yes, I'm still here and we're having a lot of nice uh, chats uh, off air now as well. We are because so many (laughs) questions are coming in and I'm just a bit like, can I ask you this? Can I ask you this? (laughs) Mahaned always says yes, you'll be pleased to know. So keep those questions coming through at 04871 Also in the studio with us is Kiefer Space and who's very kindly agreed to stick with us for the next half hour or so. Architect, City's Urban Planner, also Associate Director of Community and Assets Management at Provis Aldar and, of course, a real estate expert at PwC. Thank you for joining, well, staying with us. No, it's my pleasure. It's, it's brilliant. Fun. <laughs> and we have another hot topic to discuss yeah. with you uh, this quarter, I know. Uh, I think the topic we're about to talk about now is extremely important for anyone who's interested to buy a property Uh, Anyone who is a landlord or even tenants. So basically everybody listening, just focus for the next 10 to 15 minutes because this will be very important information for you. Um, We have Kifah with us, who's an expert uh, in, uh, first of all, designing uh, communities, master plan communities, and also she's an expert in managing them. And the topic we wanted to talk to her about is about annual service charges, something that a lot of people hear about but not everybody is an expert in it even if they pay it they often not know why they're paying it and how it's structured Uh, i think to start with i would like engineer kifah to maybe define to us what is an annual service charge sure and this is really one of my favorite topics so um service charges or let's say strata law has been introduced to, to to dubai in 2007 and there has been lots of updates to the law till we reach law number six 2019. in 2019 correct now um the law protects the rights of the the owners um after sale of course when they uh, take over of their properties and premises so let's start what is service charges service charges is a contribution paid um by the owners of the property to manage the property, manage the common areas, not their own units. So usually it's um, um, uh, divided into two parts. General uh, funds, it's uh, the money that we spend on maintaining the buildings, maintaining the AC chillers, maintaining the elevators, the swimming pool, the waste collection, the security, any other uh, common area services. 
Uh, the other part is the reserve fund, which is a contribution from that rate that the owners will pay that goes uh, under a credit account. When the assets it's, or the building is becoming old and depreciated, the money can be taken to replace the assets. Like, for example, <coughs> sorry, replacing the elevators, uh, replacing the swimming pool uh, pump, uh, maybe putting uh, gate barriers on the on the access to the parking. Something we call it reinvestment of an old asset. Uh, and that's why it's called a reserve fund. Correct. Because it's a reserve that owners pay as part of the annual service charges to be used to replace certain components in the long run. Correct. So I think this clarifies what it means. Uh, it's a Absolutely. Very, it's a very important, um, a lot of people question this and I know a lot of angry owners, they say, I'm paying a lot Loads. of money. Yes. But, but they need to understand that this amount of money is paid to enrich and maintain the lifestyle within the communities they invested in or they're living in. So if they, if they don't pay their annual service charges, their swimming pool will not be maintained. The security in their building will not be Correct. paid. The lifeguard will not be paid. The uh, utilities within the common areas will not be sustained. Okay, so I have an apartment in London which is in a which ha- which has a service charge. Mm-hmm. There's sort of 30 apartments. Okay, now we think in the UK that our service charge agent is overcharging us for not just small things, but for everything. And there's a real sort of feeling of being disgruntled. But we haven't unionized. We haven't got together yet. Yes. But 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 in this country, you are allowed to get together as residents, aren't of you? Of course, as as Engineer uh, Kifah mentioned. Uh, earlier and correctly, uh, the uh, real estate regulatory agency, RERA, uh, worked very hard in establishing a law which has been updated several yes. times. Until 2019, we had a new update of the law. But I think the next topic I would like her to talk about, because she's an expert in this as well, uh, and we'll answer your uh, question. How do owners know um, where they're paying their money and who's mm-hmm. regulating it, who's in charge of it, what's their role as owners? How can they actually make sure that things are going in the right uh, way and into Correct. the right pockets? So luckily we have, as Mohanad mentioned, RIRA. RIRA is the regulatory, it's the authority that protects the owner's investment. So um, uh, the, the topic that I would like to speak about, it's the owners, um, they have the right to form their own committee on the building, whether it's a building or whether it's a tower or a master community of townhouses, as per law um, uh, number six for 2019. What are, let's say, the criteria? First of all, of course, you have to own a premises or a property and you have to live on it. So an owner who's leasing his property cannot be part of that uh, committee. And of course, you need to have a valid UAE residency, a police um, a clearance certificate, and you can apply through RERA uh, website, fill the application, uh, lodge into your documents, you get approval. Now, the committees can be formed of minimum of two members, up to seven or nine. It depends on the size of the tower or the community. Why it's important for owners to get together? First of all, it's on, on two, two sides or two subjects. The owners have the right to appoint their uh, owner's association management company. That This company will be responsible on um, bringing the facility management, the maintenance, the security firms and collect the service charges. So they have the say to maintain the quality of the building. For example, they want to have four security guards and not two. As Mohanad mentioned, they can define the standards of the lifestyle, whether it's low medium or high, it depends on the value of the investment that they have put on that building or that master community. Uh, The other uh, part of the responsibility of the owner's committee is as well to audit the financials. Look into the service charges components. Why it's high? Because sometimes maybe there is a misuse 
uh, of putting an expensive, let's say, facility management company. They always have the right to question, to audit the financial, look into as well some uh, revenue generating streams that they can benefit um, by having or adding these values. And I can give examples to reduce the service charges. For examples, uh, things that we have done when I was part of uh, Dubai Properties is uh, having, let's say, some advertisements on the elevators that can bring money to the community, having some vending machines, ATM machines from banks on the lobby of the towers that they can rent a space. All of these money, it's a revenue that has to be accredited to the service charges account. And on the long run, maybe it's not like a very fast uh, option to reduce the service charges, but on the long run, if you have a revenue accredited to the account, definitely the service charges will be dropped. It's great. It's and cool. This I is, didn't know. Yeah, and I this is where the owners need to contribute on bringing ideas. One yeah. idea we have been implementing on Provis is the online training. So, for example, you have um, a school holidays and you have a swimming pool and a gym. You can run a summer camps for kids that they live in that tower or community. So parents are happy. They don't have to drive to these summer camps. And the community is benefit because you pay charges to the trainers. And part of this uh, incentives from that charges can go to the service charges. So there is lots of ideas. I really encourage owners to bring because that will protect the value of their investment. And that will attract the tenants to come and accept, let's say, that, that higher rent. Yeah. That maybe Mohannad can S- advise more on. on I it. just yeah. want to add to what uh, Engineer Kifah mentioned, two points. Uh, the latest version of the law in 2019 uh, had a few changes. One Previously, it used to be called owner associations. Now they're called committees. So a lot of people still use the old term. The second thing, and this is something related to what you mentioned with your experience in the UK, the actual invoices are issued from Dubai Land Department, from RERA. So you as an owner today will be receiving an invoice to pay your service charges coming from the authorities, not from a company or an individual. So there is no room for people, as you mentioned, to take money and overcharge you. These budgets are being audited by RERA to ensure that there are no overcharges, everything is paid in the right place at the right time to ensure that all communities are safe and maintained very well. I also like the fact that they've uh, asked to have the committee made of members that are living there, not just investors who don't know about the property, because most investors will tend to try to reduce the service charges because they want to maximize their net returns. But when you're living there, you're going to ensure that you get the right lifestyle. And this is where these brilliant ideas come into place, because somebody who's living in the community will definitely know it and come up with ideas that are relevant to the Mm. community. It's really interesting to hear how that can work. And obviously, if you're in a massive apartment block, I'm looking out the window now and I can see several out the window just right here in Knowledge Village. You get a sense of just how much uh, revenue could be raised. Now, we're going to quickly go to a break, but I've got so many more questions and there's plenty coming in as well. Uh, One person here, Jamal, says, my question to the Wolfer Real Estate, how do I know the service charges of the property property I want to purchase before I buy it? We'll get you to answer that in just a few minutes' time. Uh, Also, a specific question. Are there any specific projects you would recommend right now? I'm sure Mahanid Awadir will have a few. We'll be coming to those in just a minute. This is Property Today on the Agenda. With Morass and Dubai Properties. For the most extensive real estate portfolio in Dubai, choose Morass and Dubai Properties. 
Hello there, welcome back. Yes, you are listening to our special segment, Property Today on the Agenda. Keeping me company in the studio is Mohanad Awadia, the wolf of real estate. We've also got Kiefer Spaitan, uh, who has a number of titles in the studio. I'm just going to pick the best one for the moment. <laughs> Associate Director of Community and Assets Management at Provis Alda, also uh, an expert on real estate for PwC. Now we're at this exciting stage of the programme where we ask Mohanad and Kiefer your questions. Let's crack on. First of all, we've got one here. Uh, good morning. Are there any specific projects you would recommend right now, Mahanat? Uh, the one I would pick very quickly is Mudun um, Ranim Phase 3 is launching this week. They're amazing townhouse villas, very spacious and surprisingly very affordable from Dubai Properties. Uh, the most renowned and trusted uh, uh, master developer. And since Kifah is with us here, uh, I think uh, villas and townhouses enjoy lower service charges compared to apartments. Yes, yes. <laughs> and the reason is because um, the contribution um, of the utilities and even the infrastructure is way less. So I'll give an example. If you live on a tower, you need to pay for the maintenance of the elevators, the, the mm. AC chillers, the pump rooms, um, more security. But when you live in a master community of townhouses, it's just very, very minimal. It's just cleaning the streets, street lights, landscaping maintenance, if there is a swimming pool, which is really affordable. That's so interesting because that's something that our next uh, questioner, Jamal, might want to think about. He says, my question is to the Wolford Real Estate. How do I know the service charges of the property I want to purchase before buying it? Uh, Simply, you can check with the developer selling you the property, but also there is an index. If he downloads the Dubai REST app, uh, he can check the average service charges of communities and projects within the district he's buying in. And that will give him a very good indication of what his service charges would be. Okay, so poor Oase sounds like he's having a bit of a nightmare. He says, I've invested in a property which is 70% ready and delayed by four years and is now on the verge of getting cancelled. It's in the area of Dubai Sports City. As an investor, am I going to lose my investment? Uh, No, you're in a city that has a very robust legal framework. My advice to him is to consult uh, RERA to speak to them about the, the matter. Uh, also read the contract before buying and also now you can read it and just see what are the terms and finally make sure that you always pay in the registered escrow account of the account that's where your money will be safe and in the future buy only from reputable developers like the buy properties and miras <laughs> so nita has got in touch with um, a sort of in-house question so to speak it sounds like he's a, a real estate buyer uh, he's asking for strategy for lead generation you know how can you get leads if you're trying to get hold of properties to sell um, we can have dedicate a whole episode about this but simply my advice to anybody who wants to generate leads make sure you understand your target audience understand what's unique about your product uh, invest in relevant channels that will reach your lucrative pockets you're after build a very good uh, rapport with your clients because the highest number of referrals in real estate uh, of leads comes from happy customers not from traditional advertising so my advice to him is to focus a lot on being an expert and offering exceptional customer service and don't make loads <laughs> of phone, phone calls to people ah, it, who haven't illegal. asked it, cold calling is illegal <laughs> it is totally it is it because yes. I still get it yeah, yeah it's illegal you can report them to RERA and this must stop because it's a very old and ineffective way of marketing it's hugely frustrating <laughs> especially because people pick up the phone and they pause and then you're like no you rang me yeah, you need to sad. introduce it's, yourself it's very sad and everybody can just report them or they can just go to RERA and 
you know, there is a green list that was created by RERA to uh, give owners the option to be contacted or people to be contacted. You can just decide to remove yourself from the list and then you will not be disturbed anymore. Then you're done. Very, very quickly. <laughs> uh, one person's got in touch here saying, why do we call them owners committees or owners associations if actually an owner or a landlord is actually not allowed to be on the committee if they rent the unit? Yeah. <laughs> okay. Um, now earlier, uh, the the owners committee uh, or RIRA were allowing like um, owners that they are not living on their property to be. But as Mohanad as well mentioned, they don't live in the building. They don't face the challenges or or they don't keep up an eye on the on the quality of the services. So then RIRA, as I mentioned, through developing the law, said no. There must be the owner committee members live on their property because they have access to the problems, the mm-hmm. challenges, the day to day operation, and they can. Uh, work into the improvement of that uh, building or or community. So that's simply the answer, yeah. So they're properly engaged. Thank you so much. Uh, We have come to the end of the hour a little bit over, in fact. Thank you so much to both of (laughs) you for your time. My pleasure. Thank you, Mohanad and Georgia. It's been amazing. Uh, That voice you just heard there is Kiefer Svetan. She is Director of Community and Assets Management at Provis Alda, also an estate, uh, a real estate uh, professional at PwC and an architect and many other things. (laughs) Mohanad Alwadiya, very simple to introduce him of course he is the wolf for real estate uh, do check us out on social media if you want to find out more uh, and we will be back at 11 o'clock with property today next monday and you won't want to miss it you're listening to property today on the agenda with morass and dubai properties for the most extensive real estate portfolio in dubai choose morass and dubai properties don't miss property today with the wolf of real estate mohanad alwadir every monday from 11 a.m